You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Can't get enough of Cthulhu in Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. All right, gang, welcome back to Cthulhu in Cairo. This is the Bardic College. I'm Raz. I'm not supposed to do anything weird or funny, so let's just move on. Tonight's going to be a game night. Hope you have a good time, and we're going to start with the team. How's the team? Teams, everybody? Don't okay? be so, don't be don't so be dry. Salty. Don't be Listeners, salty. His, his first take was just odd. So we asked welcome him to, to do Cthulhu it again. Welcome to Cthulhu in Cairo. <laughs> Can we do the TikTok voice, maybe? Welcome to Cthulhu in Cairo. It's what like, TikTok I, I, voice? The, the one automated that's generated automated. Geek. Yeah. The automated. Oh. One. Anyway, so welcome back, everyone. Uh, thanks for joining us. This is episodes, I don't know, I don't know, so like 118, maybe 120, somewhere around there. Um, it's a lot. Yeah. By now, you if you don't hate me, get ready. It probably won't be tonight, but the one after this is probably going to be. So it's coming, if you don't hate me already. But we're going to find out where the team is. We last left them aboard the Drina, uh, halfway out into the, well, all the way out into the Indian Ocean. And halfway to Darwin, Australia, where they were attempting to make their way towards Ayers Rock, which has a totally different name to the Aborigines, which we'll get into later. But they believe that is the place of the rock that dreams, right? This one, this next item of power. But they ran into a problem. They hit the doldrums. The ship wouldn't move forward, no, even though the engine was move, was turning, building steam with coal. Turbines were working. Everything seemed to be okay, but they made no forward progress saw a monolith of large, massive, massive stones uh, off in the distance, ran into some creatures that probably shouldn't be a part of this world, shot them, lost a couple crew members, had a little bit of flooding. Faye nearly fell into a door and went back in time. And that's sort of where we're at. So team, welcome back. Good evening. All we're right, we're doing great. We're, we're doing terrified. Great. Um, not let's, yet. Let's let's do the thing. Let's do it. All right. So do on your deck. worst. No. <laughs> right. Don't open that door, Kayla. Close that door. <laughs> well, Take you can tell who's aggressive and who's not in the group. <laughs> you just go shut, shut on that door. All right. So yes, the 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 problem that you have that you're facing now that the bikey are are dead. These creatures that look almost like pterodactyls with really big paunches and just tiny legs not yeah uh is that everyone on the on the team of course because of your heightened skills as heroes seem to do fairly well and the sanity loss wasn't too bad however nicholas critch the first mate of the boat who was at the helm because of uh captain runyon partridge having a head wound uh is absolutely as Vadim gave us off mic because we were getting ready. The 2,000 yards stare into the blackness, into the darkness, just, you know, open mouth, very frightened. We have that situation going on. Boat's still not moving. Um, what do you guys want to do? But but the threat is gone, right? The creatures, okay. you've, you've knocked the five out of the sky. That's that's all gone. I was trying to bring him back to himself at the end and of the last episode, I thought. Were you going to go with a schlap? I'm sorry, did that? did I do that? You Sean Connery the hell out of that, and um, for once in I a while, think, is is there anybody else Pox with me before I lay one on this man? 
Um, in up upstairs, no, just yes. partridge on the on the floor. But like okay. I said, he's totally out. Um, Wait, you're gonna lay one on this man? Yeah, she's gonna like knock a him slap. Out. Give my oh, oh 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 oh. You know, back in that time, lay one on somebody would have been to kiss them. Yes, yes, it oh. would have been. Which well, also could work, depending. Sure, could could get you a slap. Catherine's a good-looking gal. Yes, she but is that. I'm not. I'm not about to, you know, kiss him. He's a little bit like he's not consenting. It's this is 1933. There's no such thing as consenting. In Guys are in a perpetual state of consent. Right. 1933. Consented. It's not sexist. I it's slap a... him. Fine. It I is slap a very him. sexist time. I'm so sorry, Mr. Critch. I hope that you consent to this. Kid. No, no, that's not an idea. No, no. just just do what you got to do. All right. So you give him a shot, Catherine. Go ahead and make me a luck roll. Because I don't know if the psychology role would work on a slap. It's really not judging his mental state. It's just giving him a punch. Come on, snap out of it. No, because I gave him the smelling salts. I'm trying to talk to him. It's not working. I know. And you want to know what he keeps saying? What? Ah. Uh, like, <laughs> he just <makes> <laughs> <laughs> He squeaks. 31. 31. That's, I made it. All right. So Yay. you are fortunate enough that where you strike him, you know, central groin, Whatever, I'm not, I'm not sure what your plan was. Why did I slap him there? It's a meat slap. Gee, you wouldn't kiss him, but you'll slap him in the dick? Okay. Wow. Nice. Gotcha. <laughs> it's pee-pee. I did not. 1933 pee-pee. Okay. Um, Is that the official term? I don't There, know. I hit you in the thick. Now get up. <laughs> Ella, oh, no. you wanted to say something about Catherine's genital slapping? I didn't uh, not the, geni- the genitals. Definitely not the, the genital assault. Um, I would much prefer to talk about the creature that I was trying to, you know, examine you the head of. in the last episode. Yes. Yeah, we'll get there I have the head of. Apparently, I'm slapping genitals. Decapitation can wait. <laughs> the twin pop. Yeah, the, the genital slapping is a bit more funny than what I'm doing, so we'll keep it on this beat. But for uh, Catherine, with a 32 roll, if, you, if it's under your luck, yeah, you, you're wherever you chose to give him his, his slap. A good uh, he 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 reacts the best way he can. Um, he steps back from the wheel and just starts mumbling, like, you know, pro- I'm gonna say he's probably doing like, our, you know, whatever the the equivalent of a, you know, a, a our father or a, Hail, you know, Hail Mary, full of grace. Great. What, yeah, he's he's not looking like he really wants to be present. It looks okay. like he'd prefer to be in his room, in the corner, in a ball, with a blanket. <laughs> I, you know what I do. I him. take off my jacket. Okay. And I hand it to him and I help him sit down and uh, like they, they were everywhere. I, where, what were they? Where did they come from? Why don't we I'm not them? sure. I don't know. But they're they, dead now. So You, you killed them. They yes. killed They killed Thomas. That is unfortunate, but that happened. I'm very sorry. That was unfortunate, but it happened. I'm <laughs> sorry. Good enough. I have the green jello. Would you like green jello? It's all we made tonight at the down at the medical and the cafeteria. It's green jello. I'm very sorry. Like... Yes. Does someone have a camera? I believe Catherine's trying to be kind. We need to capture this moment. He says, Listen. "What about the captain? I... What about the captain? The captain? He's right there." And he had his eggs scrambled, but he's going to be fine. He's just having a nap right now. 
he needs he needs some rest. So why don't you do me the small favor of sitting down, don't move, and watch him. Don't don't move. Don't move. Sit right here. Don't move. Use this as a blanket. Just keep they're it. They're gonna warm. come back. They'll no, come back. No, they're not. They're all dead. We killed them all. You're it's it's good. How do you know that? How do you know that you killed all of them? I didn't even know there were any of them to kill. Because we haven't heard reports from below that they're back and that there's further gunfire and problems. Live in the moment, my friend. I'm our I I give him something to drink and I venture out to go and I leave him comrades. alone. <laughs> I give him a stiff whiskey, and I leave him alone. <laughs> well, the alternative is I, to just call out and be like, hey, I'm incapacitated, can't leave him. Like, that's the alternative, and you're nodding, so. No, I, whatever you want to do. There is okay. such a thing as sitting watch over someone who's in shock, but that's up to you. Okay, I, you know what? I mean, I Come thought on. you were going to go for the Aveline Hammond method, where you just leave his fist in his mouth and leave him on a couch. So I wasn't sure how you wanted to play it. Vindication. Oh, yeah. She'll that be was fine back there. in, like, episode four. My She'll God. be fine there. And we're yep. still bitter Mr. about Critch, it, Mr. Critch, I'm going to take your fist, and I'm just going to put it in your mouth, and you're going to be fine. Here, hold this. Um. You'll you will find this calming. <laughs> to be fair, they got the fist out of my mouth, but then they did leave me on a couch unattended. Ah, she was the floor. Um, it was the couch floor. Wow, I was we're in really triage just, mode. We're really just driving the knife deeper and deeper, aren't we? This whole thing is wrong. All right, so now. let's go over to Ella. Ella, um, yeah, Jack, Vadim, Ella, Faye, you, you're on the, the main part of the deck. Ella has taken her ritual sword and hacked off the punum, the top hat, the, the, the head of this pterodactyl. Now, its, it's muzzle is not nearly as big as like the pterodactyls, you know, the way they're done by artists and the way the skeletons appear. They're much longer noses. These are a little shorter. Don't look, again, everything about this just appears like it was a mutation off of a pterodactyl, evolutionary mess up. Like, and it just isn't, it, it just appears somewhat abnormal. You know, to quote H.P. Lovecraft, an indescribable horror or indescribable mutation. I, I can't even describe it. It's just it just doesn't look right. But Ella gets a he the head off with one or two good swings. And Ella, what do you want to? What are you trying to do? You just gonna put it in a bag? Um, I I was going to put it in a bag and like use it in the conversation that I'd like to have with the group later oh. on. <laughs> isn't it? A, isn't it still rather large though? It's probably about I would say twelve, fourteen pounds. The head. Okay. Yeah. Of head. Yes. Yeah, it's a big head. I I am beat. strong enough with I'm strong enough to carry a 10 12 pound head. I I wasn't doubting your strength. Uh, maybe the sanity part of it, but not the strength. It's a monster to me. <laughs> and it's a monster to everyone. Sure. Okay. It's again time according to the clocks, it's like closing in on 1 a.m. Um the crew has come up and down. They've sent people back, you know, back. We know that the front chamber on deck five did did had taken water but you were able to close that bulkhead over um they the pumps 
there were no pumps in that part. They were all back in the engine room of the area with, you know, and lower, but they've, the ship stayed afloat. Um, but the engineer himself, uh, Adrian, uh, Hogansing was, has come up several times. Is the captain. Okay. What's wrong with Mr. Critch? And you've, you filled him in. He's like, I can't get her moving. She just won't move. She just won't move. Like he's starting to become very, very panicky. Like it's one thing to have a crisis. It's another thing to have something that's so unexplainable. So bizarre. I mean, doldrums affect wind vessels, not steamships. <laughs> that's not a doldrum. Nope. Yeah. You know, this should be moving. <laughs> so, Ella, did you want to have your conversation now, or are you looking to wait till late tomorrow, later in the day, let everyone rest? Um, I'm not sure how much rest anyone's going to get without, I mean, there's, I'm sure guards posted and things. I would like, I would probably like wait for the gathering of like in either one of our rooms or somewhere private so that I can pull this head out properly. But yeah, uh -huh. I, she wants to talk like now she's been wanting to talk for days and she like would probably go up to bottom after the fight, holding the bag with the head and go bottom. I need your, uh, I need your support when I speak to the others tonight. What what sort of support? We are fighting creatures that are larger than life. Literally. She lifts up the back of the head. Um, I killed two of them. I am aware. Yes. And we are currently stuck in a situation that is supernatural, clearly, in Origins. If we are not moving, there is a giant monolith that we have no idea what it is. And we're stuck in a plane of existence where we don't know what's going to happen next. So I would like. I need some backup in order to help Catherine and Faye and the others understand that this is a situation where we need to be working with the magic rather than against it. So you you believe you have abilities to uh, to help us uh, remove us from this this place, this thing. I have an idea of what we have to do. They're not going to like it. But I do not see how we're going to leave this place, this god-awful doldrums, as Jack called it, without moving through it rather than pulling against the forces, if that makes any sort of sense to you. Uh, it does not. <laughs> Ugh. But, but... Uh... I mean, I, honest. I, I do not. I do not expect it to. This, what you know, uh, is 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 very uh, very foreign to me. So, uh, do not be concerned that I have no idea what you are talking about. Uh, I, Ella, I, I I trust you. I um, I think when uh, as I've told you, when we are through, you know, your abilities are going to be. Uh, the most important thing. Uh, sure. We are in a situation that uh, is unexplainable. And you are the person of the unexplainable. So I will listen. That's all I needed to hear. Thank you. And she gives him a pat on the shoulder. It's like basically what she wanted. It's definitely what she wanted to hear because she feels like she's 
constantly fighting the group to see something different her way. And now it's like, okay, I have somebody in my corner who can possibly explain to them, like, guys, this is why she's here. So that's what she's going to, like, roll with in the conversation. Are you telling the whole crew, Kayla, or just your team? Just my team at this point. Like, so you don't think – so this isn't filling in these other 18 or 20 nautical people that are stuck in the same situation. You want a private meeting of yourselves in in one of the cabins and explain the situation. If I – try to tell the crew my plan they might try and you know toss me overboard i feel like but if i approach the team first and like give them the what for on the situation first maybe we can move things in a direction where we can subterfuge or i don't know she's just thinking i can't tell anybody who doesn't know me first i have to the people that are being affected by it and who have the most to lose from it right now are us in her eyes anybody else need to get anything done Faye is still Faye still seems preoccupied definitely keeps looking over the side of the the railing at where the monolith was um keeper let me remind me um there was something that we like threw overboard remember Vodham had Vodham had seen it and he saw it disappear into what should have been the water but it wasn't water you you've saw you've you saw nothing uh, hit you saw it hit nothing. It just kept looked like it kept falling, and it made no splash. But did anybody else see that? Uh, Jack. Okay. All right. Good. I just wonder. So Jack, you and I both saw that phenomenon. We threw it over together. Yeah. Yeah. Because so I mean, right now, I mean, whatever. We're not. We're not even at sea, in my estimation. Very, very positive. Yep. Okay. That didn't make it better, or did, make, did that make it better or worse? I'm not sure how that made it. Mm, you know, information is always good. Yes. You know what? You you tell me if it made it better or worse <laughs> for my mental faculties. For yours, worse. At some point in the evening, uh, another two or three hours go by. Your body's biorhythm is going to eventually tell you it's it's getting, you know, unless you're in this Socrates cave situation, right? for days where you begin to lose track of time right now, your biorhythm is still long has been set long enough to a, a rise and fall of a sun that you you're starting to feel like, okay, it's time. I, sh- I should be sleeping soon. Like I'm getting fatigued. The fight took some out of you, you know, the, the ups and downs of the adrenaline. However, making your way back to the rooms, uh, the crew is, you know, you've had Baines, um, Harris, Parker. These guys have all come up, asked you, What's going on? What, what you know? Is the captain going to be okay? So there's been a lot of frantic dialogue with these guys back and forth. No need to role play all this out. It's it's simple. You know, you're on a small ship sure. in the middle of a big ocean, and they're scared and they're superstitious. So they're starting to begin. Things are starting to happen. You're starting to see people not react calmly. The littlest things are starting to pick on, make people fight and quarrel. Uh, you're seeing. The crew themselves, you've even seen an altercation where, you know, somebody was shoving somebody over the, over, you know, well, fix the fucking thing. I can't fix the And boom, because it's beginning to unravel the sense of what's like at first. Okay. There must be a problem with the propeller. That was solved. We're taking on water. That was solved. Captain got hurt. That was okay. He's okay. He's he's stable. He's going to be okay. We just got to wait for him to wake up. Like. They've had logical things, things that happen that they can logically justify. And then the attack came. 
they've seen things that they've never seen before. And the pillars of the, you know, the big monolith in the middle of the ocean that they've traveled a bunch of times and never seen before. So you have the reasonable with the unreasonable, and it's beginning to affect them. Like they're now starting to think, what the fuck? And you're seeing it weigh on them. When Ella comes, asks everybody, you know, in five minutes, could you meet us in the room? Five minutes, meet me in my room. And gathers everybody together. Okay, Ella. Oh, my turn. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> she clears her throat and... Is there like a table anywhere in the room? Because I have a private yeah. room. Okay. Small, you have a small writing desk. At this point, the head's on the table and the bag is like placed down in like a way that you can see it, but you're not seeing like the grotesque part where it, it has been severed. You're just seeing the creature's face. Uh-huh. And That's pretty grotesque. It's a horror game. I thought that would be appropriate. Perfect. Um, she's leaning against the table, arms crossed, and goes, This is probably, in my time, one of the more horrifying creatures in my imagination, and it has killed several people on this crew that fr quite frankly didn't deserve to die because they did not understand what is happening much like we don't understand what is happening and we haven't been understanding of pretty much anything about this adventure of ours since we've walked out of nepal we have been struggling to gain information in the right manner and preparing ourselves for the worst. We have only been handling issues as we see them. Fighting against forces that we clearly are ill-prepared to face. Yes, we've had our wits, we've had our good moments, and we have managed to survive. But I would like to see us win for a change. Stop the, stop the random death. Stop being afraid. And I feel like nobody in this room, except maybe a few, want to actually look at that thing. And she points to the head. Want to look at the horror and the grotesque and realize that maybe there's some form of power in there. And I'm not talking about power by using the creatures. I'm talking about defending ourselves against them by using the weapons that they were made by similar entities to deflect them. Ella's presented her argument again that we need to find supernatural means to go about this fight. Jack, I do not know if you were... I think you saw what I saw. I, I, I just want to mention to everyone, we, we talk about uh, moving ship and navigating toward and uh jack and i threw an object into the uh water so to speak but uh it was not water it was the the table disappeared where the water should have been there was no splash it was like an endless void we're not on water we're not in the ocean i don't believe we're even here anymore, whatever that means. 
Jack pulls his pipe out of his mouth and and sort of uses it as a talking point. And he's like, that's it exactly. That's it exactly. It fell and then it just kept on falling into like sort of an inky blackness. It just kept going. So So if I understand what you're saying, Ella, is it much like fighting any foe? What we need to do is rather than finding a way around it, we have to find a way to it, sort of find its weakness, how it thinks and how it behaves and use it against it. Is that is that what you're saying? Absolutely, because the, the phenomenal, the cosmic, the unknown, it's there for a reason. It's because nobody's been brave enough to look at it. We have been looking at it. We have been struggling against it for so long and... We've managed to barely escape by the skin of our teeth most of the time. So if we do find weaknesses in it, I think it's only to our advantage, even if some of those methods are not kosher, I believe is the colloquial term for it. Well, I, I want I want to say something that I kept to myself initially, which is... Obviously, I'm not wearing my goggles now, and that's because I can see everything clearly without my goggles, as if it's daylight. Even though you cannot see the monolith, I can. And I could see the creatures flying in the air. So perhaps, if there is a way to this monolith, and, and we are to explore to it, to learn about it, and find its weakness... I might be some sort of guide. I can only oh, say very that interesting. Uh, all of these troubles began when Monolith appeared. Yes, I, I started don't... hearing the drums again. Why would we? we uh, why would we not to try to go to this Monolith? It seems like it's the only destination. There is no destination. We are nowhere. It is the only thing there. Ella clocks Faye's words. The drums. You heard them again. I still do. Right now, they're all I'm hearing. They're drowning out your voice. I can barely follow along with what you're hearing right now because all I hear is the same. And Faye just reaches over towards the table and she just um, Taps drums the same beat. Yeah. Yep. Um. And her hand just kind of slows and she just looks up at Ella and then she goes the portal is back too. That portal I told you about from Mexico when I came down for Catherine's bag I almost fell right through when I opened our bedroom door. I don't know if this is connected or if this is something that's just me But from what I've seen of, from what I saw from your mother's grave, I have no doubt this is not a coincidence. That whatever, wherever we are, it's clear that it does not, the rules of natural law don't apply here. And we'll have to think creatively to get ourselves out of this mess and get the entire ship out of this, hopefully, if we can. If we're in the same place that I went to when I was... 14 and 
we did all that. I don't know how I... It was accidental for me. I don't know if it was accidental for us or if... I don't know how any of this works. I, I, I wonder, and Jack is getting kind of excited now. I wonder if I opened the door, if I could see your portal with my glasses off. Faye looks over her shoulder towards Jack and she just goes, I wouldn't mind trying as long as you were there with me. Close. I'm scared of falling through and getting stuck. He he reaches out a hand almost as if to say like, you know, okay. And then his head snaps to the side looking towards Kate. And he's like, Catherine, you haven't said anything. And I know you're not comfortable with this. Would No. No, I'm not. I said something earlier, but everyone conveniently didn't hear me. But I don't think that's true. I've said my piece about this. I don't need to say it again because no one's going to listen to me, so what's the point? But my point in regards to Ella's big speech, she knows how I feel. But relating to this, I'm going to put something out there. Physics don't work. Time doesn't work. Water's not water. Are we dead? That's a very interesting idea. We have a pulse and people are dead around us. I don't think we are actually dead. I think we may be in a state of in-between. If anything. Is that That supposed to make me feel better? So that damn well, you're doctor. not dead yet, if that would please you, but a little. When I saw the witch doctor and I went to him to help me with my eyes, he did some sort of a test before he ejected me from the camp, bastard that he is. And I think it's because I scared him. He said that I am partly here and partly on the other side. Perhaps that is death. Perhaps that is why I see the monolith. Perhaps maybe that is why I could see the void. Well, Jack, if he said those exact words, then I would counter with, there are multiple planes of existence. The plane where gods, what we believe our gods are, death, uh, the state of in-between, the natural world, and many others. We could just be in one of those planes. And if you have the sight and you can see things like the monolith, even in the dark, and your eyes are showing you things that our mortal ones cannot, then perhaps this plane is relevant to where your eye gift came from. What the? Miss Miss Ross. Finally, something I can fix. She opens the door. Yes. Yes, because you can't be unhelpful at all, can you? You see the engines, the engineering mate, uh, the one they call Beauty, the really handsome young man, um, trying to hold the guts in of the Indian coal shoveler named Prakesh. And he's like, there was an altercation, a fight. He's really bad, man. He's really bad. And the guy's just covered in gore. Someone knifed him. Um, she steps into the hall. Um, immediately, like, 
how far away are we from the mess where I can get him on a table so I'm not on Ups, the floor? One, uh, one floor up. Oh, and they brought him all the way down here? No, they brought him up from the engineering room. From the okay. engine room. Um, Jack Vodham, help me carry him. We, I want to get him onto a flat surface so I can operate as best I can. I, I can, I can, I can lift him, ma'am. I can lift him. Fine. And where's... Do you go into your room? Wait, I had my bag. Faye right. went to grab my, our guns, I thought. Whatever. Did... Faye no, went to I, grab the guns. I had a gun. Yes, you had your bag. And you my bag. Because you were healthy. Faye went to captain. go get other guns. I so you have my, your bag, yeah. I have my bag. So, I go upstairs. And so where's the man the... that knifed the guy? Downstairs. Somebody well, what, better go get That's him. what Von, Vonum would be like, you know, you know, wanting to head towards the violence. Yeah. Because if, like, if, the, if, if the ship loses control, that's not a nice thought. Good plan. Okay. So Vonum's heading downstairs armed? Well, he's going to turn to Jack. Jack, uh, we, should, we should check into this. I, I think given the circumstances... I'll leave this to you right now, and Faye and I will look into the other situation. You want me to go alone? No, I don't want you to go alone. Take one of these other chaps. I've seldom in my life met someone as well-to-do as yourself. I don't think anyone's going to easily make the better of you. Well, I am armed. And I'll, give you my, I'll give you my pocket knife. I put <laughs> and I'm willing to knock these fuckers down. <laughs> and I'm willing to kill. Okay. All right. So, so that so starts. Uh, yeah. Is is the guy dumped to the body with with Catherine? No, he had the, to carry the... him up. Catherine wanted to go to where the uh, into the dining area, so she had a lot of space. Okay. So he's carrying him up one flight. So um, bottom's heading down on his own down into the bowels down. of the ship. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um. Not a problem. Ella, Faye, and Jack are in the room. Vodum, give me a roll um, on luck, please, as you head down. Just want to see something if uh, what happens here with just the luck of it. That is successful. Okay. So, door open or door closed? The, the door to their room? Yeah. That we were just talking in? Did you shut it on the way out? Oh, I would definitely close it. There's, there's a head on the table. I would close it on the. I would close it on my way out. Yes, door is shut. You make your way down the stairs. I'll tell you what happens in a minute, Catherine. You can go ahead and start getting your medicine ready, and make your medical roll. I'll tell you what where that five. comes in. Oh, an O five. O O five. Wow. All right. So you are able to successfully get this man's intestines back in his body, um, Catherine. the The wound itself wasn't. It wasn't a poke, or a prick in anger. It was it was as if someone was trying to open him up almost more surgical. Like it was it wasn't a good slash, because a slash will go light, deep, light. This went deep all the way across. Ha. Huh. Okay. So this doesn't feel like an so altercation that go up, which is nice. Uh, with an 05, though, that's a critical success on your medical, so you're definitely going to be able to get him saved. Um, Do I first aid for the points? Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and first aid. Uh, regular. Okay, so go ahead. Yeah, that's still fine. Um, go ahead and roll a D6 and divide it in half. 
See what the first aid gave him back right away, just to kind of slow uh, his bleeding. Five, so two, okay. or three. Do you round up or three, down? Yeah, three. You round up. Three. Okay. All right, so Catherine, um, let me tell you how long you're going to be mm-hmm. work operating. About two hours. Holy biscuit. Yeah, he's going to need blood. Um, and you, we have transfusion stuff? You have a kit. You don't know the blood types, so you're going to make a... We're just going to throw luck to the wind and give him something. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So that'll all be, play itself out as we go. Madam, downstairs, one man has already been sub... sub- subdued he's beat you know he's been you see his face is all puffed up so two of the other uh one of the deckhands becker and um desi are standing over this man who who you knew as everett mid-30s they've got a pretty nasty looking like almost a filleting knife that's bloody on the ground (coughs) um everett's got his head down hair's kind of sweaty you know he's just because he's been in the engine room all day right even though it's not moving, it's been pumping and throwing the heat and everything. And uh, they see you come down, and they're like, this is him here. <laughs> this is him here. He just, just started working on him. Started cutting on him. They're they're motioning towards Everett? Yep. And they've been working him over? Uh, they gave him a couple what-fours to kind of make sure he wasn't going to pull. Okay. You don't know, maybe he, they, he turned on them or whatever, but they, they, they were able to get the knife out of his hand and, and stop him, and they've tied him up. And They didn't do, a, they didn't do a, a military tie, like hands behind the back. His hands are just tied in front of him, and he's on the ground, and he's you know, kind of leaning against the so, wall. But he's, so how many people are here? Three? Two. The, uh, him on the ground, t- you know, a little sussed up. You and the other two, uh, Becker and, and Desi. Um, my handgun is in my hand, pointed towards sure. the deck. Mm-hmm. And I say, I need you all to back away from him. To the other side of the room now. They look at the gun. They look at you. They, they start moving back slowly. We will not lose control of this ship. Period. If this man is responsible, I will take care of him. But well, I need all of you. All right. He's responsible, sir. He, we saw him do it. We'll figure out what is going on. I will take him. But I need you to stay in control. Do your jobs. The ship needs you. Everyone on this ship needs you. Can I try a a fast-talking role just to try to, you know, convince them and keep them in line? Absolutely. Well, the gun's doing a beautiful job, but sure you can. But you know, when I <laughs> yeah, leave, when I leave, I, I'm, I'm hoping like if I can, it, like a convincing job that they're going to stay and you know, yeah, continue to do. Oh, um, nice. That's a hard success. Yeah, you've you've got them where they just feel this is, you know, the ship is priority. You know, you tell them you're going to get out of this. It's you know, we already have some ideas on what we can do to help it. Whatever you say gets them into a, a, a place of passivity enough where they're going to go back and do their work. Okay. I ask one of them to uh, wrap up the fillet knife. It's sitting okay. on the, you said it was sitting on the deck. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wrap where the blood up. is, where the, he was Yeah. carving on. Um, I asked one of them to wrap it up and hand, you know, hand it over to me. They can put it in like an oil rag or something like that. Yeah. They um, have some. And then I grab, I go and I, I, I grab the man and I, I, I 
pick him up, you know, forcefully by the back of his like collar. So he's in front of me. And I tell him, you know, move. You're going with me. Doesn't move. And Vadim in his, well, he's good sized dude, but yes, we can do a strength check. Um, There's, he's, his hair's down and he's not even looking at you. He's just looking down like, and, but you, as you grab onto him and you kind of get him on his feet, Mm -hmm. you can feel that he's trembling and it doesn't feel like fear. Um, his hands are bound, right? Uh, in front of him. Yes. I turn him around, facing me. Mm-hmm. My gun is at his head, and I look at him in the eyes. Now you can't see his face. His hair's down over. Like, no, grunge, like I, right? like, like I, I push him up. You know, I'm, I've, 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 I've pushed him up, pushed his head up, that type of thing. You know. Mm, okay. That's what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Give me a strength roll. Okay. That's a hard success. Same for me. Uh, you're able to finally get it, but he is stronger than he looks. Mm-hmm. And his eyes are not right. They are wild. Um, I try to cold cock him with my gun. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. Go ahead. <laughs> Knock him out. Yeah. That's a success with the uh, fighting brawl. Okay, so go ahead and do the do the damage. But with the damage, make the um, I would say God, a bullet is a d10 back of a revolver with your strength what whatever your unarmed is but add an another d3 to that okay so just yeah or actually just add three points to every roll we'll give it max effect for the metal okay uh, i'm just looking at unarmed six points if you hit him several times he will go down you know what i mean you gotta just six is a six is decent but it's not enough to take him all the way out. So I like sharp knock butt of the gun like two or three times into his, into his head. He finally loosens and falls. Yeah. And uh, so the first hit hits him and you don't get a, or uh, the, from impact you just hear like no response. Like he's just like stoic staring right at you and just, wow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then you hit him the second time. He's like, (laughs) <laughs> third one you put him down um i'm going to uh fireman carry him okay you know throw him up over the shoulder straddled uh straddle his legs over one arm mm-hmm. um and can i start... guess can i guess can i guess you're gonna toss him over the side <laughs> can i guess no, can i guess i'm gonna toss take him, him up overboard <laughs> I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take him up to one of the rooms and lock him in one of the rooms. Oh, all right, that was nicer than I thought. I, thought, I was like, let's see where that table went. <laughs> no, I I mean, he's, it's it, it's a phenomenon. We need to see if he's ill. Is this right. something somebody can catch? Thank you, know, you or for what? not bringing him to me. 
Catherine, look, a mentally ill person. Like, thank oh, no, you for no. not doing that. I will lock him up and then bring you to him. <laughs> Much better. Bottom, the love All right, I have back for in the you, room. It's growing smaller. <laughs> back in the room, Jack, Faye, Ella. What are you doing? Doors shut. You're by yourselves with the bike he had. That's comforting. Um, I, uh, since I'm the one that saw the portal first, um, I'm going to, uh, look at Jack, look at Ella, and just go, well, I guess we can go back to my room and try to open the door and see if it's there, although, and Faye kind of looks over her shoulder at the closed door, and she goes, I have a very bad feeling in the pit of my stomach that I'm going to open that door and we are, uh, the hallway's not going to be on the other side like I so desperately hope. Jack um, turns to Faye with sort of a mischievous smile on his face, not wearing his glasses. So she's looking at Jack, but with goat's eyes and then grins and says, you do understand, Faye, that out of everyone in the entire world, you're the only woman that would invent that would invite a man with goat's eyes into your bedroom. Let's go. Not the first one. Back to the door. What'd you say? Faye, not, uh, not the first one. <laughs> you're not my first, sir. <laughs> Wait, what are you saying that about me? Or, you know, it's neither here nor there. Um, I've I'm had goat's to- eyes before. <laughs> You are I've so lucky. Sheeps. Cat, you are so lucky. Cat's not here, or it's like wash your mouth out with soap. Like what? Um, what the hell? To 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 wrangle this back in. Um, Faye, sensing that he's trying to make her feel a little bit more at ease, uh, she's trying to ignore the drums in her head. Um, she kind of does like a half smile, and she just extends a hand out to him to hold his hand because she's uh, one, she's scared, and uh, two, she's worried because she almost fell through the portal when she opened up her bedroom door because she was trying to bulldoze her way through it. So just in case. He takes her hand um, and, and and sort of gives her that sort of little bit of squeeze of kind of like to say, without saying, we'll be okay. Uh, Faye looks back at Ella, does like a nod and a smile, and then she takes a deep breath. She reaches out towards the door and she very quickly sort of turns the knob and either depending on which way it opens she it opens throws in. the door open she throws the door in is it the hallway it's it, I, it's hard to tell with all the water the cascading violent wall of water that slams you and slams into the just comes the the full shape of the door just implodes with murky moss-infested, green, slimy water that just bursts through. And let me get some dice out for some some knocking oh, around. Come on. Everyone make a so dex somebody, check. That's how I take her on a date. <laughs> what did he say? He said it's the last he time, I, last time last... I take her on a date. Oh. Jack's fine. Jack, Jack holds gets, on. It's a hard success. Cracking. Oh, Although it no. doesn't taste so good. Hello? Um. Oh, that was hot. I was hot, wasn't I? 
I got a 97. Well, I mean, Ella's attractive, yes, if that's what you're getting at. I got a 24. <laughs> that's a uh, hard success. Oh. I Did you say 97? I'm a critical fail. Oh, Ella, Jesus you're slammed. Christ. The water I'm catches dead. you way off guard. You're not dead. You're slam you're 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 picked up and slammed. Just, just mostly dead. Uh back by the porthole on the wall by the bed. Ow. Um you, you you know, you slam into it, the air's knocked out of your lungs. You're kind of staggering for a minute, and then you're underwater. The water isn't fully inside the room yet all the way. I mean, it, it's coming through at six feet by whatever a door frame is, pouring in, but you immediately hit and you go down underneath it. Faye, Jack, make make uh, perception checks. Uh, you mean spot hidden? Spot hidden, yep. Yeah. Oh. Um, fifty three. That's a regular success. Oh my god, that's a critical success! Fantastic. Wow, he rolled a one. Jack is spot on. Okay, well, that's Jack, our girl. A critical success. Please help me. It's Jack. the luck of having two cracking females with him. I smell gin. <laughs> Jack? Yes, sir. You're going to drown if you don't get the door shut. You, it, It's coming through fast. This is not a big cabin. You either fight the door or you try to reach for Ella, who's now fallen under the water. Now, if you shut the door, the water will only be so high, you can get her out. I can get Ella then. I, I go for the door. I go Strength check? Door. Faye, you going to help him? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Jack, add... Subtract what twenty from whatever you roll, making it the roll even lower because the lower is better, right? So we're gonna make this. We're adding her number. We're adding twenty percent just for her. So you rolled a twenty-three. That's 23, a hard success. That's a hard success. Yeah. Yeah. You guys get. You know, it's it's hard success. It takes like thirty, forty seconds. You're up to your chest in this room in murky, right. smelly pond type water. I immediately dive into the water to get Ella and bring her up. Okay. She's gone. And that's where we'll leave it for tonight. Oh, what? (laughs) Oh, God. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening to Cthulhu in Cairo. I'm Raz. These are my players. And we will see you in a week. Uh, Players, good night. Great job, everybody. Talk to you soon. And thanks so much for listening, everybody. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Pass it on. Get people to follow on the page. We're coming to Origins. We want to have a lot of people there to see us. We're going to have 300 people. Stop. Stop, Ellie. You're, You're gone. And it's going to be just a great time. So we will talk to you then. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Good night, Keeper. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.